Hey there, and welcome to Bustin' Out of Breast Cancer, the show that has us straight talking about surviving and thriving breast cancer with health and fitness using the smile method. I am Shannon Burroughs, your host for the show and breast cancer recovery coach. I'm also a breast cancer survivor and fitness professional who specializes in cancer exercise. I became the person I couldn't find while navigating my own diagnosis. I like to say I found my purpose at the intersection of passion, pain, and proficiency. I now help other women through their breast cancer recovery to become the best version of themselves through support, exercise, and healthy living with my online coaching and courses. On this show today, we're going to talk about infertility and cancer because this week happens to be Infertility Awareness Week. And I also happen to go through in vitro in order to have our daughter. So let's talk about infertility, shall we? Well, we got married in 2000, uh uh-oh, six, yikes. Okay, we got married in 2006. We did everything you absolutely should never do, which is get married, buy a business, and move cross country, all within three days. We literally got married, moved cross country after we bought a business in California. We, we live in Florida. So we went out there for a year. And so that's stressful enough as it is, right? So, and as we know, we've talked about, how, you know, the correlation between stress and cancer and whatnot. Well, then you, you pile on the biggest stressors, which is like moving cross country, buying a business and getting married all in one. Because you know what? Go big or go home, I guess, right? So we moved cross country. It ended up being where my husband moved back to Florida because he had a real estate brokerage here that was booming. So I stayed out in California with my brother-in-law and we, we ran our business out there. Well, after a year, I knew that I wanted to come home and start a family, but I also knew that I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant easily because what happened is I actually had a trial run marriage, which is what I like to call my first marriage. And I like to call it my trial run and just to see if it was for me. And it was, but then we divorced um, very shortly after getting married. So I knew I had um, infertility issues and I wanted to get home and start working on that. At that point, I was 35, I think at that point. And I just wanted to get rocking and rolling. I wanted to start a family. Knowing that I might have issues, I knew that it might take a little bit longer. So fast forward, moved back home to Florida and we decided to start the process. Go to the doctor, do all the standard things, um, you know, that you need to do as a woman to see your OBGYN, do your paps, your ultrasound, so on and so forth. Then get pushed on to a infertility specialist. So I did that through IVF Florida. I'm not plugging them. I'm just saying who I used. Went through IVF Florida and had a great doctor. And it was so, in hindsight, looking back, it is so similar to a breast cancer diagnosis because it was just doctor, 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 appointment, appointment, appointment. And it's just like, It's nonstop between blood work and ultrasounds and testing for this and testing the sperm. And it is, there's nothing sexy or romantic about it whatsoever. It literally was just a process. You know, it was like a medical process of doing everything you possibly could to have a baby. And we were in, we were in for it. So we went through all of our appointments and we, um, we, meaning I had to inject myself with all of my shots. I mean, I can't even tell you the list of medications. Literally, it was probably three pages, if not more of medications that I had to take. Then on top of that, it was all the instructions to go with it. And I didn't even think, not once did I even think this can't be good for me. 
this can't be good for me. And I thought, well, okay, I knew one of my main reasons for not being able to conceive was that my progesterone level was very low. I wasn't able to, I think they said I wasn't able to hold the pregnancy or carry the pregnancy. So obviously I had to take progesterone and stuff like that. But it turns out as we went through this whole process, we end up getting pregnant and my husband was on a guy's surf trip to Indonesia when we got our, our diagnosis. That sounds horrible. It's not a diagnosis. When we got the news that we were pregnant, <laughs> I forgot what the time frame was on it, like what the, the time difference was. But anyway, I knew he was out on a boat. He was on a surfboat and I had to wait a certain amount of time before I could tell him. So I was like chomping at the bit. I had a friend who actually was a, um, a radio DJ here who allowed me to announce the pregnancy so he could hear it over the radio. And then he played the song Arms Wide Open. I forgot who did that song. I'm not even going to sing. Anyway, so that came to be around, I think we did the, I want to say we did the transfer like July of 2007 because I knew I had enough embryos when we did the transfer that I could freeze three embryos. So we froze three embryos and that was like around July 17th, 18th. And the only reason I know those dates is I was going through my paperwork and it just, it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh, I was diagnosed with breast cancer July 13th, which was kind of weird. And like literally 10 years later, almost to the day. And, um, anyway, so we froze the embryos and we ended up conceiving twins, which is really exciting. And I kind of had a feeling I was going to be pregnant with twins because I have twins on my side of the family. He has twins on his side of the family. And then not to mention you are going through the infertility process, which is putting you at a higher risk for multiple pregnancies. So, which is great, fine, perfect, excellent. Like have one pregnancy, have them both. And we didn't know what, what the sex was at the time. Well, fast forward, we announced the pregnancy. He's overseas and he comes home. We do the ultrasound and it was at roughly, I want to say 10, 10 or 11 weeks, because I know I remember seeing the ultrasound at nine weeks and we still had both babies in there. So it was around 10 or 11 weeks and I had a demise of one of the babies, which was extremely unfortunate. And, um, I was devastated. Like I, I honestly went into a full blown meltdown, depression, everything. But I knew at that point I had to do everything I possibly could to stay healthy, to keep this pregnancy viable. I wanted to be able to carry this pregnancy through. I knew this was going to be hard, but I had to power through. And honestly, I feel like I, I processed it a lot then and going through it for those years. But this year I've had a really tough time with this infertility awareness week. It just has brought back complete flashbacks to everything between my cancer diagnosis to the infertility to, oh my gosh, did my infertility cause my breast cancer between pumping all of those hormones into my body? It's just been like, like a tailspin almost. So I wanted to really talk about that and share that. And I, and I'm not saying a hundred percent, I'm telling you, yes, my in vitro process caused my breast cancer. I'm not saying that by any means. What I'm trying to do is raise awareness. I'm trying to educate you. If you perhaps have gone through it yourself or you know somebody who has, they've gone through the infertility process, they've gone through IVF or IUI or um, artificial insemination, whatever your process is that you've had to pump hormones into your body. I just want to bring awareness to it because here's the thing. 
I know I talked this talked to you about this in a previous podcast along the way explaining my journey, but my first oncologist straight up told me that when I asked him, I was like, do you think by any chance that me going through in vitro could have, you know, caused this or, you know, could have given me this breast cancer diagnosis? And immediately without even thinking, he was like, absolutely not. That was like 10 years ago. And I said, right, but you don't plant an apple seed right away and it doesn't happen right away. Well, because of other reasons that I've explained in the previous podcast, if you've listened, um, I ended up firing him. And then the current oncologist that I have, I asked her and she said, absolutely. There's plenty of studies that show the correlation between the two. And I've always said, big pharma, deep pockets, they're not going to say to you, yes, this is absolutely going to cause this. However, let's think about this for a second. If you're having hormone issues to begin with, and you're pumping your body with a gazillion amounts of, I was going to say something I probably shouldn't have said, but a boatload of hormones into your body to make you conceive and and have a, a viable pregnancy, like, wouldn't you think that may have some issues, not to mention being on birth control prior to, and not to mention all the hormones in our foods, right? That it was never really talked about as we were growing up. So I really just wanted to bring awareness to you on this Infertility Awareness Week. And I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just literally wanting to spread awareness. That's it. It's the same thing with breast cancer and making sure that you, you know, early detection saves lives. And I want to be a huge advocate for women and just to take care of yourself and listen to your body. And, and, and I truly, I can't get that across enough. So I want to get back to my in vitro process. So we froze three embryos the following year. So I had Briley March 28th, 2008. And then I waited a year. I knew I wanted to breastfeed and I wanted to, you know, enjoy my time with, with her as a baby, as an infant and growing and all the little firsts and all the little the little incidences that happen and and all the memories. So it was probably almost a exact year later, maybe a little bit longer, but it was August 24th, 2009 that I looked at my records that we thawed three embryos and three of them survived. So that was really exciting. And I went through that process and I had to take progesterone, I believe, to hold the pregnancy, if I remember correctly. And it didn't take. None of them took. So then fast forward, I did a whole nother cycle. Did another retrieval. In August of 2010, we retrieved eight. We inseminated eight. Five of them fertilized. On day two, five of them were still fertilized. The, the, the numbers and the letters that they use were pretty decent. On day three, we did the transfer. My cell stages were good. Um, my, the grade of the embryos were good. On uh, day five, we did the transfer. Um, and I think it was all five of them that we put in. And I got to the point where... Everything was showing, all my stats were showing that I was, I was carrying the pregnancy. And then I got to the day before I was going for my blood work to have the absolute, cause I had, they had to check like the FSH and all the other stuff. And then, um, it was the day before I went for my actual blood work and I lost everything. Just, I don't need to go into full detail, but the, there was no more pregnancy. So at that point, that was three cycles of in vitro, um, going through in vitro fertilization. So that was three cycles of pumping my body with hormones. 
and a lot of money on top of that. And I said at that point, well, that must be someone's way of telling me that I've been given all I can handle. (laughs) I truly believe that I was given all I can handle and I would not have changed anything for the world. Briley is my absolute pride and joy, our pride and joy. And I call her my miracle baby. And um, yeah, 10 years later, when I get diagnosed with breast cancer, that's the only thing I can think of. So again, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm just trying to bring awareness. And I just wanted to be able to talk about it because it doesn't get talked about. It only gets talked about it if you ask, if you're open about it. The first person I talked to regarding my breast cancer diagnosis, um, who actually um, supplied me with my wedge pillows and some other um, goodies that I could have along my journey, it just so happened that we had the same exact IVF doctor and same exact diagnosis one year, we were one year apart, which I thought was interesting. And I'm in a lot of different breast cancer groups and I asked the question and it does come up that, wow, I never even had the correlation. I never even thought about that. So I just want to put that out there. I just want you to think about it again. I'm going to reiterate again. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm not saying this is 100%. I am literally just trying to bring awareness and and let you think and be aware of your body. Just pay attention. Make sure you're getting your testing, getting your mammograms and all of that good stuff because I truly just want the best for all of you. And I I just want to be an advocate for women. I just want to help you. And I want you to be able to live your best life ever. Become the best version of yourself no matter what you're going through. This week has been a struggle for me. I literally have cried on and off and I didn't even realize it. I was crying on and off and then I remembered that it was Infertility Awareness Week. So no matter what, I think that your body suppresses emotions um, and allows you to deal with it when you're ready. And I thought I was ready and I went through all of it, but I wasn't. And I just want you to know that I'm real and genuine and I just wanted to be able to share that with you. So thank you for allowing me to share that with you. Thank you for being a listener and and supporter and I and I love you for that and I encourage you to please continue to support me. I love that. I would love to hear any suggestions you have for topics. I really try to cover a lot of awareness months, health issues, things like that, whether I cover it with other survivors and it's something they specialize in, whether it's with other medical and fitness professionals because it's something they specialize in. I just want to be able to provide that information for you to make sure that you are living the best life ever. So thank you so much for listening. I hope this week's episode has somehow changed your life with a smile. If you're looking for guidance through your breast cancer journey or know someone that could use some help, head on over to shannonburrows.com, join our private Facebook group, download any of my free resources, and to just simply connect. Hey, and just so you know, I have some spots for a free meet and greet because I always love to meet my listeners and other survivors. So until next week, live well, laugh often, and love much.